0: Section four of the National Geographic Magazine, volume seven, November eighteen ninety six. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Betty B. A Critical Period in South African History. The years eighteen seventy six to eighteen seventy seven, of which it was beside the purpose of mr george f becker to treat in his long and interesting article on the Witwaters rand and the revolt of the Aitlanders constituted one of the most critical periods in south african history the story of the successive crushing defeats inflicted upon the boers by the kaffirs of the bankruptcy of the boer national treasury of the demoralization of the boers themselves of the state of anarchy into which the Republic drifted, of the danger of a general uprising of the natives throughout the whole of South Africa, of the appeal made to the British government by a portion of the Boer nation, and of the strenuous efforts of the President of the Republic to arouse the nation at large to a sense of its impending dissolution, and to induce it to enter a confederation with the British colonies, on the model of the Dominion of Canada. Is all impartially related in the volumes of Appleton's annual cyclopedia covering the period in question. Note all writers are agreed that at this time the boers were utterly unable to defend themselves against the natives. Their forces in the field had been overwhelmingly defeated, and protection for their families and property could be secured only by the payment of blackmail to the native chiefs. To add to the demoralization, Created by the success of the Kaffirs in the north, the Zulu king threatened invasion from the south, and the Boers were declared by their own president to be without any proper conception of their obligations as a civilized government. Emboldened by their success against the Republic, the natives everywhere assumed a menacing attitude, and a conflagration that would have overspread the whole of South Africa seemed on the verge of breaking out. Whether the boers had at that time any idea of reasserting their independence after the subjugation of their enemies by the British there is no evidence to show, but it is an indisputable fact that they exchanged their independent sovereignty such as it was for British protection if not with an enthusiasm at variance with their stolid character at least with undisguised satisfaction and a manifest sense of relief two years or a little more after the annexation of the transvaal the british after sustaining several serious reverses completely broke the zulu power and captured its warlike king Cetewayo. three months later sekokoini the kaffir chieftain to whose military skill the complete overthrow of the boers had been largely due surrendered to british authority this subjugation of the natives paved the way to that reestablishment of the boer republic which took place the following year while the two cases are not in every respect analogous the encroachments of the british on the dominions of the boers are not unlike those of our own frontiersmen on the treaty reservations of the indians it is not the national government that is primarily at fault in either case but the miner the trader the stock grower the land grabber in both cases those occupying the country are either too ignorant or too shiftless to develop its resources for themselves and the temptation to take possession is too great to be resisted by those restless dauntless and oft-times ungovernable spirits who have been impelled by some mysterious centrifugal force to the periphery of civilization j h Note see appleton's annual cyclopedia new series volume one through two eighteen seventy six to eighteen seventy seven articles africa Cape colony and transvaal republic see also the book of facts harper brothers new york eighteen ninety five page eight hundred seven end of section four